Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you do your own laundry, you probably think you've got a small mountain of it if you have four or five loads to throw in the washing machine. There's a family firm in Kenner called Pellerin Milner that's been making washing machines for nearly 80 years, but you wouldn't buy one for your house. Their machines wash around 7,000 pounds of laundry an hour. Pellerin Milner's washing machines and dryers are in hospitals, cruise ships, and other industrial laundry facilities around the world. The president of Peller and Milner is James Peller and Jim, welcome out to lunch. Thank you, Peter. Nice to be here. Let's face it, most of us don't like cleaning up, and even if you're one of those folks who do, you probably wouldn't want Tommy Boudreaux's job. Tommy's company, Clean Scene, cleans up what are called biohazardous scenes. In plain English, that's the mess left over after someone is shot or kills themselves, or after a flood or other disaster. But somebody has to do it. Tommy Boudreaux, founder of Clean Scene, Welcome to Out to Lunch. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me, Peter. Now, uh, Jim, uh, your grandfather, grandmother, and father started Peller and Milner as the third generation to run it. You now have 400,000 square foot factory, 500 employees, an international office in Brussels, and you've sold more of what's, I guess, called the industry tunnel industrial washing machines than any other company in America. You've taken a family firm from New Orleans to a whole new level of international success. Do you think you'd be successful at building any business or is there something particular about this business in particular that gives you an advantage, uh, Jim, because you've grown up with it? Well, I don't know if I could have done the same with a different company, but I can tell you with certainty, I'm glad I didn't have to find out. <laughs> because uh, certainly uh, with, with the uh, international reputation that our company has enjoyed even before my tenure at the company, which is, I've been president since 1983. But um, we, I, I tell our salesmen that when you go out on, the, on, a, on a call, you, can, you, don't, you don't see them, but there's an army of ghosts behind you, people that have represented our family, our product, and our company uh, very well throughout the decades. And, uh, and, and to me, that's a comforting thought to remind me of the responsibility to, that I have to the heritage that we are blessed with. And you started just after World War II, is that about right? That's right. Let me ask you something. Why are you still independent? I mean, it seems to me, if I was to tell this story to somebody, they would think that you were like a division of Whirlpool or something. Yeah. Well, how have you stayed independent? Well, um, we, did a, we did two recapitalizations in the history of our company. One was when my grandfather and grandmother sold their shares to my dad. There's those shares which they had left. And then uh, 10 years later, when uh, I acquired majority ownership of the company. And um, at the time, we, d we, uh, we went from a very well-capitalized company to a very thinly capitalized company in 1987. And um, I suppose the, um, uh, while, while consolidations certainly were taking place in our, 
in our industry. Uh, I decided that uh, the, the best course for, for us was to remain independent. And uh, we actually, there's several other uh, independent US-based um, companies that make laundry machinery that are complementary to our product line. And we have a loose alliance with those, those other companies and uh, we call it Synergy. And uh, so it's, it's, been a, um, it, it's been a good approach for the last 15 years to remind our dealers how we value them as uh, their primary uh, manufacturing vendors. Now, what I pass on the way there seems to be a huge facility. What am I looking at? Well, the thing that is most uh, evident, I suppose, is the original, uh, the original 40,000 square foot, because that is based, that's very close to the railroad or what the former railroad uh, property line. Then there's another building across the street, uh, which is also facing Airline Drive, uh, which we built in 1978, which houses some light manufacturing operations as well as the retail company that got our family in the laundry machinery uh, uh, distribution business in the first place, was, which was in the early 1920s. And so uh, that, that company is domiciled or resides in that, in that building. Then we have, behind that is an engineering uh, R&D center, and then behind the, the first building that I referred to, all the way back to Kenner Avenue, uh, is uh, a variety of manufacturing spaces. Assembly, uh, uh, fab fabrication shops for uh, machined products, as well as um, uh, flat metal. Because uh, you're building these metal. from scratch, right? We, we, buy <clears throat> we buy specialty engineered components like valves and motors and so forth, and we buy castings. We buy, otherwise, we buy flat metal and, uh, uh, and we, we perforate and bend and shape the, the, the metal into the various constituent parts of our product line. And, and of all the places I've, I've seen that your, <laughs> your, your product goes to, I like the idea of it on an oil rig. That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of guys doing their laundry at sea. It, well, a, and, uh, and, and when they break, they just pitch them overboard, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get our reefs, apparently. They, uh, they, now, Tommy, of all the occupations in the world, the guy who cleans up after somebody's body parts is splatted over a wall is one most of us probably aren't too knowledgeable about. There are reportedly fewer than 200 biohazard cleanup companies in the country, and when you came along in, in 1996, there were none in New Orleans. Uh, having the field all to yourself in business is normally a good thing, but in the beginning, how would anybody know to call you? Uh, we had plenty of murders and disasters in New Orleans before 1996. What, what did New Orleanians do to clean up biohazard scenes before you started clean scene? Peter, that's a wonderful question, and, and really what was going on was that it was left to the, to the individual's family uh, or business owner to, to take it on their own. Uh, when you're dealing with uh, trauma scenes, especially uh, suicides, you always have a, a well-intentioned friend or family member that uh, wants to do the right thing, right. and then they become overwhelmed, and in the industry we call it secondary trauma becomes involved. Uh, we remove that stigma. We uh, we have a very um, spiritual approach as well as a, a medical approach to what we do, and uh, our our uh, goal is to to bring loved ones back home again, and uh, and that's really our focus. So when when I started Clean Scene in November of '96, uh, there wasn't anybody, and uh, and and it was me having to go out 
and hit the trenches, so to speak, to let people know that there was somebody who cared, somebody that was willing to, to take this on professionally and, uh, and remove them from, uh, from that part of the grieving process. Uh, and how, we've been I instrumental. Know this is an odd question, but how much does it cost to clean up the scene? Uh, you know, the cost varies. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, asks that question uh, at some point in time. Uh, and, and the average cost can be anywhere from $1,200 on up to $2,700 on average. Uh, sometimes uh, the cost goes beyond that. It depends on, on what all's involved. Uh, when you have a, a tragedy of, of that nature, uh, you have what we call structural damage, and that's the key component. Is uh, uh, a lot of our work is um, uh, is reimbursed by insurance uh, coverage, uh, so uh, their policy will will pay for us to come in and, and take care of the structural aspect. So your homeowners insurance. Correct, and uh, and, and and the great thing is is uh, being that I have uh, Jim with me uh, as a part of the interview. Uh, uh, we uh, also do take care of the content items too. So if there's insurance coverage for or, or content uh, rider on the policy, uh, that allows us to professionally clean uh, their their content items. And I'll, I wouldn't doubt if we're probably using Jim's uh, equipment when we send it off for, for professional cleaning as well. Wow, that, that, is, that is just... There are other companies that I see in terms of the, oh, kind of the flood damage, all that, like the Service Master, Serve Pro, but apparently, biohazard is, is a whole separate world. Thanks for bringing that up, and and it's one of the uh, issues that I've had to deal with in, in my professional work. Is uh, it's it's assumed that anybody can get into this line of work, and and I'm not going to fool you and say that uh, that it's rocket science at, at what we do. But there is an art and there is a science to what we do, and um, uh, not all cleaning and restoration companies have the experience or the knowledge in handling a, a trauma scene. Uh, we, uh, I have advanced training in suicidology uh, as well as bloodborne pathogens training. Uh, and so uh, our approach is truly different. We have a nursing approach. Uh, we're here to, to care for, for our families uh, 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 that's been stricken you know, with, with an untimely death, whether it's a homicide or a suicide, even a natural death where the, uh, the, the victim has been undiscovered for a long period of time. And that, if you can imagine, it creates a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of destruction in, in the home or, what about, or business. I just thought of this. What about um, police evidence? I mean, you can't disturb anything, right? I mean, how do In most cases, what happens is that the, the body is removed, uh, the investigation is complete, and then we're, we're free, so to speak, to come in and, and remediate the, uh, the environment. And our goal is to not only clean it up, but in, in a lot of instances to restore it back to its original luster or better than. Uh, so when we, when we come in, we're still that extra set of eyes for the, for the police department and any investigation that can be taking place. Uh, we have on occasion in the past uh, discovered uh, evidence or discovered a, a, a bullet or, or something of nature that would benefit the, the investigation or even it, it could be a personal item that the family is just looking for that they want to have as a keepsake. You know, is there an association of biohazard cleanup people? Uh, yeah. Because you must have the world's greatest well, convention. We are a small group, and uh, we've, we've grown over the years, but uh, like you had mentioned earlier, we have about uh, 200 uh, uh, companies uh, worldwide that uh, provide this, mostly in the United States. 
Uh, but uh, we have a, a, an annual convention, and yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those conventions where we're looking to let loose. We're, 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 we're not gore mongers, you know, we like to have a good time. Uh, we like to, some of us like to party, some more than others, but, uh, you know, but we, but we have a good time. And, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm spiritually motivated, so I'm always looking for the good in people and, and, and just enjoy uh, having a good time. It's good to have in your line of work. They, uh, now we're going to check the inbox. Our producer picks a question that's come in over the, over the past week. Uh, Grant, what have you got? Here I have a question for each of our guests. Jim, this one came in for you on Facebook from Bridget Bain. She asks, are there any green options for industrial cleaning? Does anyone manufacture heavy-duty cleaning products that are organic, healthy, and non-polluting? Thirty years ago plus, we introduced a, um, a line of machinery which was alluded to in Peter's opening comments uh, about the 7,000 pounds of laundry per hour. So the basis of that, of that uh, productive system is a uh, what we called then a continuous batch washer and so um, and, and when that product was introduced it roughly cut the water consumption from our previous offerings in half and recently well with since 2010 we've, we uh, we inter formally introduced this product line uh, we actually cut that water consumption further by 60 percent so we're, I'm offering a product today that uses roughly a third of a gallon per pound of laundry washed and washed to the highest possible standard of cleanliness where in 1976 when I started at Pellerin Laundry Machinery Sales Company uh, our, our premier product for, for hospitals for example would use about 2.2 gallons of water uh, per pound washed. So I would, I'd like to suggest that that's a fairly dramatic uh, reduction and and by the way, this is not with any uh, ancillary uh, chemical post-washing treatment or any, you know any kind of uh, uh, dissolved air uh, flocculation style of, of of water treatment. It's the water goes you know to the public treatment works as it did before. Tommy, here's a question for you. This is a kind of a foot question, but I thought I'd ask it anyway. It came in on Twitter from Lance Fields, who says, Tommy. What's the best product for removing DNA from a crime scene? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's uh, that, that question. I'll, I'd have to use my, my sister company, What Scene, uh, to 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 give that reply. Um, we use uh, different uh, formulas of uh, peroxide. Uh, we stay away from bleach. Everybody wants to say, "Oh man, just pour bleach on it." That is, I'm here to tell you, the worst thing that you could put in an environment. Because if you're not aware of what is involved in your surrounding you can create an off-gassing that could be very hazardous to you to your health so there's no uh, one product that we use to to get rid of DNA but uh, peroxide uh, based and, and water-based products uh, and quaternary solutions uh, that uh, have a give us a broad spectrum uh, of uh, disinfecting capabilities that's what we use. Tom I hadn't thought about this until now but there's a Certain danger to be the cleanup guy, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, training. Uh, uh, absolutely. We, uh, our, our staff uh, has uh, bloodborne pathogens training. Uh, uh, we have to have uh, fit testing uh, for for respirator use. Uh, we use half face respirators, full face respirators. So each staff member has to be fit tested and and certified. They'll actually go through a a, a physical exam. Uh, to to uh, wear a respirator. Uh, we teach them the proper donning and doffing, which is the putting on and taking off of gloves and, and um, uh, biohazard suits. 
Uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, we're in the process of, uh, uh, of uh, being selected uh, to be the official company to provide Ebola uh, virus decontamination. Um, uh, a few years ago, I, I was picked to uh, lead a crew of 25 uh, to clean up a uh, Norwalk virus scenario on a Norwegian cruise liner in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. So it's wow. this is a, a, a situation that shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, you have, uh, you know, uh, in the local areas, small towns and everything, they, the first thing they want to say is, oh, well, we're out in the country, you know, we'll just put it out in the burn pile and, and, and light it up. And that is an option, you know. I, w I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't option, argue with, yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Uh, but, it, but in all seriousness, yeah, uh, our line of work is to be taken seriously. Uh, there are diseases uh, that you can contract if you mishandle uh, uh, blood or any type of bloodborne pathogen. I can picture your house. Like, honey, how was work today? Well, you, that's funny you ask. <laughs> a, they, uh, <laughs> now, James and Tommy, I want to take a minute to introduce you to Cherie Walls. Uh, now, we met Cherie through 52 businesses who specialize in uncovering entrepreneurs in the very, very early stages of development. Uh, Cherie's entrepreneurial idea is called Solace, and uh, I'm going to give Cherie one minute to tell you about it, and then I'm going to give you uh, each a chance to ask Cherie one question, a question that you think she'll need to be able to answer to move her company forward. Um, Shree, give us your one minute pitch. Sure. Again, my name is Shree Walls and I'm creating a company called Solace where we focus on comfort without compromise. Um, every day you wake up and return to the same space, your home, and your first moments home after a long day of work may be filled with a sense of joy to a sense of relief. The way you experience your home is unique to you. Solace is a web-based experience that guides you through a lifestyle quiz, curates products based on your interests, and allows you to personalize them as you see fit. Our first products will be uh, pillows and will expand into other home textiles like curtains, duvet comforters, and um, tapestries. Unlike uh, searching home apparel and uh, department stores for these products that have too many options that are typically watered down to appeal to the masses, Solace products are designed specifically for you. Solace is for anyone who knows what they don't like but needs help figuring out what they like best without compromise. And who wants to get started? Um, Shuri, what, what was your uh, motivation to, to start this business? Is, is this a passion that you've always had, or, or is it something you developed? No, it wasn't a passion of mine. I was in my last year of undergrad at Penn, um, urban studies major. Um, I'm working at a nonprofit now, but um, I moved into my first apartment my senior year, and it was a studio apartment, and all of my furniture was from Craigslist, so, you know, very, like, cost me 50 bucks altogether. And so I said, I want one thing that's going to tie my room together. It'll be my comforter. Then I went to Target. Then I went online. Everything looked so much like each other or wasn't, I wanted something bold, something exciting. And I couldn't find it. It took me two weeks, and I settled on something. So I said, I need to do better than this. And luckily, you know, over the past year that I've been um, researching, there's new technology out there in the te textile industry of te or digital printing. So instead of needing huge batch orders shipping, you know, from China, you can print one thing at a time. One of the things that come to mind was uh, something like Martha Stewart Living. In other words, it's a, um, uh, you buy into a concept of, you know, hominess and so forth, and this is your ideal for what you want your home experience to be like, including cooking and so forth and so on. And I don't know too much about Martha Stewart Living, but 
it seems to me it's a it's a brand or a, a identity. It might be um, it, it might be a task to get people to buy into the notion that um, that um, uh, you know just exactly what I'm what am I considering to acquire? I think that's an interesting trend that's happening now that everyone wants something customized. There's now 3D printing makeup and customized fashion. So there's this growing trend of people saying, I want something that uniquely reflects my uh, aesthetics, style, and feeling. And so when it comes to home textiles, you know, that's a challenge that we have. And so, like I said, one part of it is, you know, what mood do you want to be when you come home? But it can also be gifts. You're in a long-distance relationship. You can send someone a gift that says, I miss you. But your only option right now is to go to something like Custom Me but you have a minimum order of 10, of 20 of something. So now you can order one thing that's just for you, and it's based on the homes. So that way we have a focused area that people are looking towards. Sheree, thanks so much for coming by today. We'll look forward to following your progress with Solace. Uh, we're going to stick around for a little longer after the show and talk some more about Solace. You'll be able to hear the rest of that conversation with Sheree Walls on our website, itsneworleans.com. James Pellerin, Tommy Boudreau, I think it would be fair to say that we're all going to leave lunch today knowing more than when we arrived. Uh, you guys are at extreme opposite ends of the cleaning business, from hands-on, personal, to massive industrial, but you're both part of the increasingly diverse and interrelated New Orleans economy. This has been a fascinating conversation, and uh, thanks to both of you for taking the time and joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Peter. Great Appreciate point, it. Peter. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been James Pellerin, president of Pellerin Milner, and Tommy Boudreau, the founder and owner of Clean Scene. You can find out more about James's machines and Tommy's scenes by following the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Bright bulb Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get the show as a podcast and you can listen to past shows and keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Rashidi. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you here again next week around the table at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Luba Workers' Comp, and 30 North Investments.